0: Big proponent of getting in touch with your self talk because we say things to ourselves, and women are champion at this. We say things to ourselves about what we're not doing, how we're not good enough. And we would never, if a friend came to us and asked us for support and comfort and direction, we would never say the things to someone we care about that we say to ourselves. So it's really important to get in touch with like what you're saying and catch it and change that language.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Kim Basuden, and welcome to the Chiropractor's A-Game, Let's Get cracking. This podcast is all about helping chiropractors and other functional healthcare professionals to grow in mind, body and business. This is where I'm gonna be sharing my 35 years of experience, tips and strategies as well as speaking to some of the leaders in our industry so that you have all that you need to not just survive, but thrive. And welcome to the Chiropractor's A-Game. Let's get cracking. So I am so excited because I get to have my own coach on here, Beverly Plaxington. Man, she is like the rock star. She is my best friend, has taught me so much. She was there when I needed her. She is actually called the human behavior coach. So you can see why I needed her, but she's just an amazing, she's an author, she's a, a speaker, she's a trainer, she's an entrepreneur, she's just everything. She's also a three-time best-selling, gold award-winning author. She works a lot in the investment industry, but she is like the greatest person ever. So Bev, welcome. Thanks for being here today.
0: Well, holy cow. (laughs) I'm going to keep the recording of that. It is absolutely my pleasure. (laughs)
1: Thank you. So I wanted to have you on because I'm a big believer in coaching. Since I coach doctors, I'm also a big believer that coaches should be coached as well. And we kind of go way back since I think 2010 or something like that when I had a hand injury and knew I was going to be out of work for a while. And I decided I really needed to tap into this coach that I read this book called, it was the shift model and a shift happened to me. So I happened to read that and I looked on the back and I said, Oh, Beverly Flaxington. she's a coach. So I contacted your office and whoever answered your office says, well, she's not taking any new clients. And I'm like, well, she's not, but she'll want to take me. So that's how
0: our conversation started. That is exactly right. And you sold me on taking you on. And I will say it was one of the best decisions I ever
1: made. Thanks for that. <clears throat> but you helped me through a lot. I talk to a lot of docs and I teach. And I, so I see a lot of docs and everybody's having like issues with, you know, we use our bodies all day long and then we have to be a business person and then we have to take care of ourselves. And I try to figure out a way with that doctor to really help them put that together. And I kind of do in my own terms, kind of a mind body business approach with my coaching clients. So, I feel like you, being the human behavior coach, would have some ideas and maybe some things that have helped your clients along the way
0: or how you get helped along the way. It's interesting because this morning I ran a webinar for a number of professional women in particular. And I was talking about this because I think that we also need to recognize and respect the almost like the overall emotional state that everyone's in, having gone through the pandemic, having come out on the other side, having trying to go back to a regular way of doing things. And there's just all of these different dynamics that come at us. And I think in the midst of it, what we have to do for ourselves is number one, get somewhat focused on what Matters to us. People make to do lists. People get through their day focusing on, like, okay, I'm going to move from this to this. But what really matters? And so that's where I would say, Dr. Kim, like you want to have people start is what's most important to you? And there's going to be different categories, right? It will be work related things. It will be personal things. It can be family things. But even just having that list of the top three. In front of you at all times, I think can be helpful in centering and bringing you back to what do I want to focus on? So that's one. Number two, I'm a big believer that every day you need to have goal. That's an important thing that you want to accomplish that day. And it can even be one of the women in this meeting this morning said, I just want to get up from my desk and go stand outside no matter hot, cold, whatever, like just get outside. And I was like, great, then set that as the goal every day, but have something that is what you're going to accomplish. And the last thing is put yourself first. I know it sounds crazy. And how can we do that? We have all these responsibilities, but you know that the healer cannot heal if the healer isn't healed themselves.
1: I talk about that all the time. I'm a big practice what you preach kind of girl in my practice with my docs that I coach. I have such a strong feeling that if I'm not taking care of me, how can I best take care of my patients or even coach my doctors if I'm not at my ultimate best. And I think that's really important. And I think you're to your first one. I mean, it's like, you know, Simon Sinek's book, you know, the why It's why do we do this? And that really kind of brings that focus back to why we do everything. You know, if you don't have a purpose, we have nothing. And if you don't really have a why behind that purpose, then it has a no meaning at all.
0: Here's even a simple exercise that I would say you could suggest and can be helpful in this. Because sometimes when you ask people what matters, right? Their why. They get stymied. Like we get so busy and head down and the things we've got to do that we really, when someone asks us to lift our head up for a minute and think about the bigger pick, it's a struggle for a lot of people. So something to even think about is exactly what you're talking about in terms of the why is like if you were going to say, introduce yourself, right? So, I'm a doctor running this practice. And so I can talk like technically about what I know how to do or my credentials, my background, the sort of process that I take patients through. That's all the what, right? The what and the how. Right. And I would suggest is, and you don't have to even do it to anybody other than the mirror, but practice presenting how you got into this in the first place. Why did you want to do this of all the things that you could do? Why is this something that you keep doing? What is it about it that energizes you? So that's what I've found can sometimes help people unlock a little bit about my personal why. Now, and for some people too, it can be not work related. I mean, there could be something else that's your passion. And so you want to make sure that you carve time out for it. But if you don't have a why about what you do every single day, That makes for a very long day, long week, long month. So find that passion again. Absolutely. And
1: I think that you kind of epitomize that passion with like rescuing animals
0: and fostering. I do. We have uh, 22 total in the house right now. You know, actually, it's kind of an interesting thing on this topic because years ago, You know, I used to think about all the things that I would do once I didn't have to work anymore. Right. So what will I do when I retire? And so animal rescue was this great passion of mine. We always had pets. And I remember sitting down and kind of thinking, so what kind of a life am I going to be living if it's all about I'm working now for some future state where there's going to be something that ignites my interest? And I love my work, too. So. It isn't even like, oh boy, I can't wait to get done with it. I do love my work, but I thought, why am I delaying all of this? And so I went on a search to find, okay, what sorts of options are there? And I wrote down my my own personal obstacles. Like I didn't want to work for an organization that euthanizes animals. And I didn't want to have to be the person that chooses, you know, which ones to pull out. And I didn't want to get involved in the medical side. So I literally had like this list and I set out to find, okay, how can I incorporate this in what I do every day? And lo and behold, but might've never happened that it would come to me, this woman who lives two towns over, who actually happens to be a a doctor, general practitioner. She had started this rescue and I started to get engaged. And then from that, it's blossomed. And I've met so many other people, but I think it is a good example, Dr. Kim, of where like I legitimately shouldn't have been able to do it with everything else I had going on. But when I prioritized it and really put mine to it and thought about, okay, what are the options and what matters and what doesn't? And it's just been an incredible ride. My entire family's been involved. We now have multiple of our own that we've kept. We continue to foster. I have so many relationships with people who have Adopted from us, and it's just brought this incredible joy. And I often think, what in the world, you know, would I have missed? Exactly, right? you would
1: have waited till you were like ninety years old and couldn't even bend down to put a food dish down.
0: Yeah. And that's yeah. the energy that it takes exactly. a lot of. Energy.
1: <laughs> well, that's why when I work with the docs. I mean, that's really important because I, I'm a big believer in working smarter and not harder, and creating an exit strategy. I've had an exit strategy for many years now. Doesn't mean it was going to come into play. It is coming into play now, but it's creating time for me to do other things. And like you said, I don't want to wait till I'm too old to do anything. I want to enjoy that. I mean, I've read, can't think of the book, but the four hour work week, uh, Timothy, I can't think of his name, but the four hour work week. And that really kind of sparked my passion about how can I work and do the things I'm passionate about and fit everything in. So, me, I do a lot to fit everything in. But all of that, you know, I think too, we have to take care of ourselves. And that mindset is that one part of it. But I mean, if you're not taking care of our body, what's going to happen? We don't want to be sitting in a wheelchair drooling on ourselves down the road. We want to
0: be able to be active people. So what do you do to take care of yourself? You know, I was thinking, so as I think, you know, one of my past lives as well. I became a certified hypnotherapist. And for a long time, I did a lot of that with people. But everything is trade-offs. You do have to make choices. So I don't do it as much anymore. But I used to always be stunned at going to our conventions and seeing people who were helping others to get better, right? Lose weight, eat more effectively, reduce stress, whatever it is. But they weren't doing it for themselves. And it just always struck me as a difficult message to send if I'm telling somebody these are the things that you should be doing, but I'm not doing it. So I just want to underscore what you're saying that you all are healers, right? Like your audience healers heal thyself. So what do I do? Many things. So first of all, I will say that my biggest joy, crazy as it sounds, is walking the dogs. And I like to do, I call it like a walking meditation. So I like to walk them and actually kind of see how long I can go with just really clearing my mind. And then of course I will, I'll get these ideas that will pop in. So it's sometimes it's my best idea generation. I also love to box. I just find it to be a great full body workout. And I do really enjoy golfing. I will say that this year i didn't get to do as much of that so one of my goals is try to get somewhere warm now that we're getting colder weather but i also so i have a younger daughter that is a an equestrian she rides and so horses have been a passion of mine since i can remember and so i just love well it isn't necessarily physical exercise for me i love going to the barn I love going to horse shows with her. Like it fuels me in a way that I don't even know how to put words to it. And I love cleaning the cages at the dog and- show on Monday morning. So, yeah, it's a, maybe the things that um, other people wouldn't choose, but they fuel me. Exactly. So, what do you think your superpower is? I mean, like in business, I think it is deeply and genuinely caring about understanding who is this person on the other side of the table phone video whatever it might be from me and what is it that they need and how can I help them get it and this is what's so wonderful about what you all do for a living I mean I have a wonderful chiropractor amazing acupuncturist like and I would say what I think they do so well too is not just their technique is good but they really know me and care, and I feel like that in in these sorts of professions should be so basic, but it isn't. I was at a, did a presentation last week, and you know the guy came up to me and he said it was about three hundred people in this room. The guy that had hired me came up to me and he said, "But you deliver what you're saying with this authority because I know what I'm talking about." But he said, but also the sense that you really want us to learn. And I was like, well, yeah, but I guess that's not. He said, well, we don't have very many people that come and do that. And so I think, and that's why you and I connect so well, Dr. Kim, because you exactly. have to think, Um, But I really think that is the superpower.
1: That's a, and that's a great superpower to have. So tell me the importance then of, I like I said, you really seem to not focus all on women, but I think that you you have a fondness of that to 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 support women and, and give them strength. I really do. I've
0: grown up in a profession that is such a male-dominated profession. And I'm I'm heartened because even in our industry, there's a lot of opportunities like I had this morning. It was completely a women's networking event. And I was kind of talking about how they could build their confidence. It struck me because it happened last week when I was at an event as well, that women will use this term, you know, imposter syndrome. And so I think that women, for some reason, first of all, we seem to be overly burdened with guilt. You know, I'm not doing enough for my family. I'm not doing enough for my work. I'm not supporting my team members enough. So that's something you have to really be aware of your self-talk. Big proponent Of getting in touch with your self talk because we say things to ourselves, and women are champion at this. We say things to ourselves about what we're not doing, how we're not good enough. And we would never, if a friend came to us and asked us for support and comfort and direction, we would never say the things to someone we care about that we say to ourselves. So it's really important to get in touch with, like, what you're saying and catch it and change that
1: language. I see that so much when I work with my docs. I had a doctor that she felt uncomfortable charging her patients. And I said, wait a minute, my male docs don't have that trouble. But females, for some reason, think that they're not good enough and can't earn a living that way. And I I was just kind of shocked. And I asked her, I said, your mortgage company is going to not be feel bad about raising your interest rate are they and she says well no and then I said then you shouldn't either and so it's just really interesting the what I see with my female docs that I don't see with my male docs and so I love that you're a champion for women and I work to be a champion for women as well because I think we understand working in a practice we're running a family if the baby gets sick the husband doesn't stay home with the baby it's the wife that cuts out of practice to take care of the child and then we have to toss all those things around in in amongst us when we work. So I think being a champion is super, super important for each other. Having that networking with the women this morning has to be so powerful. And hopefully they walk away with the superpower tape on that after they, they heard you talk today.
0: Well, and it's funny because today was a, a day as well that my oldest daughter has A very good friend to their mid 20s and and she's got herself somewhat stuck in this career that she really doesn't like and my daughter had said to me is there any way you could just spend a little bit of time talking to her dr kim what you're saying i just was reflecting on so much because She was just so emboldened by our conversation because I was trying to reframe one of my favorite things to do, right? Like how she was talking about what she's done and that it just wasn't that valuable and it's not what her and I'm listening and I'm trying to reframe. Well, this is what I'm hearing that you've done. And she was so energized by the time we got done saying, I'm going to I want to rewrite my resume. I don't think I'm looking for the right opportunities. And and again, I guess it goes back to the gift of listening to somebody and really trying to understand what are they trying to accomplish, right? What are they struggling with? And then being able to almost share back with them what you hear that's valuable in what they do. I think that's just such an important And you do it all the time as well with your, everybody that you work with, whether it's for nutrition, whether it's chiropractic, because it's like my own chiropractor. It's funny when the pandemic first happened and I would go all the time and I'd be like, I don't know what the heck is wrong with me. Like, you know, I usually feel pretty good, but every day, you know, my back's bothering me. So he's listening to me and he's like, so tell me how much you just sit at the computer and you're not being really thoughtful about standing up and what? So now, meantime, here I am, somebody who understands all this with a stand-up desk right behind me. But I got myself in this mode where I was sitting, but his listening and then sharing different things and changed everything around. So in fact, right now I'm standing at my stand-up desk. So changed the way that I was doing everything. And when I went back two or three weeks later, he said, you're in great shape. What are you doing? I said, well, you listened to me, you gave me ideas, I took your advice and it works.
1: That's perfect. So since you're such the author, for our listening audience out there who are mostly healthcare
0: practitioners, which book would you suggest for them? So I re- one of my personal favorites is Self Talk for a calmer you. And it's because it's really all about paying attention to what you say, and looking for ways to rephrase it. That's excellent.
1: I just wanna thank you so much for spending time. We could talk for hours and I know that we could easily do that, but I wanna let you go. I know you've had a busy day and I really appreciate everything. Thanks for listening to the Chiropractors A-Game. Let's get crackin', see you next episode.